Hello, everybody, and welcome to Galactic Yo-Yo, the podcast where Doctor Who fans share their unpopular opinions with the world and I have to deal with them, except not at the moment because we're reviewing episodes. I'm your host, Molly Marsh. Um, your other host, Jonathan Volfish, is around somewhere. Say hi, Johnny. Hello. That's Johnny. Um, we reviewed um, the Halloween apocalypse um, this week um, with some non-Doctor Who fan friends. Um, which was fun. Um, I got my friend Summer to come over, who had not never seen a Doctor Who, but she'd only seen um, like one and a half episodes or something crazy um, in her life. Um, and uh, we also had our flatmate Andrew get involved as well, who he used to be a Doctor Who fan as a kid um, and, and hasn't seen it in a few years. So both of those perspectives were interesting. Um uh, I do apologise if I um, if I sound a little bit drowsy during this podcast. I when I'm listening back, I was quite shocked at how um, yeah how kind of drowsy I sounded. I had quite a bad hangover when we were recording uh, when we were recording this, so I do apologise. Um, at the end of the podcast, Johnny and I talk about our theatre company again, um, and uh, we don't have the social media. We didn't have the social media set up at the time. We do now, so I'll stick that in the description. Um, is that all the admin? Got more special guests next week, um, and next time there'll be people that you know, people that have been on this podcast before, um, and then there'll be more special guests every week after that until the end of the season. Um, that's all for now, I think. Um, so without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Summer, Andrew, and my co-host Johnny about the Halloween apocalypse. Seems that I'm some kind of a galactic yo. Yo yo, back in the habit. Acid reflux. Oh, yeah, acid reflux, episode two. I'm here with episode two. My co host, Jonathan, again. Co host. Okay, um, apologies, um, everybody at home, if the sound sounds weird. Um, one of my XLR cables uh, is faulty, so I don't have three microphones today, I only have two, so I've had to stick um, some ambient microphones on, um, and that's uh, the means through which you'll be hearing our guests. Um, who are? Please introduce yourselves. Uh, hello, I'm Andrew, and I am. I live with both your hosts, Molly and Johnny, and I am a former Doctor Who fan, and then stopped about five years ago. And former, so... former sounds like you now hate it. <laughs> I think you should clarify. No, I used to watch it avidly every week, uh, and then in what sort of era? Sort of ten, fifteen years ago. In the rebirth of mm-hmm. Eccleston, Tennant, and Smith. And then after Matt Smith's first series, I think I fell by the wayside, and so I haven't really watched it that much since. 
such a classic a historic story yeah oh god it's so it's so it's actually painful did you see my tweet where I said that um, I consider that whole th- spiel that Andrew just did a microaggression <laughs> I don't think I did see that tweet, <laughs> it was quite a popular tweet I just experienced it live some people took it very seriously indeed and got upset um, and we also have with us Summer I'm a pal but not a fan <laughs> you said you don't like it um, I've not watched loads of it. Yeah. So I, the, the, the story is I, I didn't appeal to find someone who's never seen Doctor Who and someone was kind of the closest thing I could find. Yeah. I've seen the Pompeii episode and I, I think I was in the room when the Are You My Mummy episode was on and um, that, one, that one was horrible. Yeah, you were quite... I noticed tonight when we were watching um, the episode you were quite um, like viscerally frightened by some of the horror aspects of it. I do get concerned that it might just scare me, yeah. Yeah. Some it's, of it was scary. You know it's for children. Uh, I was going to... I didn't know whether... I was going to maybe ask that and then I didn't want to offend anyone. Well, whether it's it. for children. Yeah. It's kind of a contentious topic in the yeah. fandom, actually. I think it's... it's children-appropriate is the way I'd say it, yeah. I think the, that's has the it always I been? I mean yeah the party yeah. line is it's for families that's the party line on it what even now there's a woman on it <laughs> I know I know and women famously are not family friendly <laughs> um, okay where to begin where to begin right now what I said I'd do first of all because someone's seen so little Doctor Who mm. and at one point during the episode about halfway through maybe a third of the way through asked is the point of the doctor that she saves people from aliens? Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, wow, 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 we're gonna novice here. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and give a potted history of Doctor Who. In what are we? Are we gonna say two minutes? Two minutes. I want to give you a word count instead. I, I don't, I don't count. think that. I think it's a funnier way. I think it's funnier in theory. You. I think in practice it would be horrible. I would I love to. Think, I would love to just cut you off mid sentence and go. I'm sorry, that was. Too as, as, I think we should go with two minutes. As Galactic Yo-Yo founder, yeah, I'm vetoing that. I'm afraid. As co-host, I can do nothing but agree. Yeah, cool. Okay, yeah. so Andrew, have you got a timer on? I do have a timer. Okay, I'm going to do it from a sort of in-universe point of view. Like, canonic. Canonic. Yeah, like, not an out-of-universe point of view. In advance, do I need to know what in-universe means? So in-universe means that I'm telling the story um, a, a sort of in-world rather than... So I'm not going to tell you the production history. Sure. I'm going to tell you what's happened to the character no matter when it was revealed on screen. Okay, okay, okay. okay. You ready? God, this is so stressful. I've not thought about what I'm going to say at all. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so this um, alien was found. Um, as a, there's a society called the Shaboggans, and they live on Calafrey, and they found this alien um, as a child. They didn't know who she was. They picked her up. Um, a, a specific Shaboggan called Tectayun picked her up, took her home, found out that she um, was immortal and kept um, regenerating every time she died into different people. Um and Tectayun like sort of cruelly experimented on her, and um, and was, was able to replicate this regenerative ability and spread it across the species. That's how time lords happened. And then they also invented time travel and TARDISes, um, which stands for time and relative dimension in space. Already that one from this quiz. right. This person is um, then the Doctor. The child becomes the Doctor. Forgets the whole period that they were the child. They then um, lots of stuff happens to them. They leave. They steal a TARDIS. They leave Gallifrey. It's not two minutes yet, is it? Um, they still TARDIS, they leave Gallifrey with their granddaughter. They end up on Earth in the 1960s. The TARDIS um, shapeshifts into um, different forms depending on where it's landed. It shapeshifts into a police box because they're on Earth in the 1960s. Um, it gets uh, chanced upon by two school teachers 
and the doctor's like, well, we, they've seen it now, we, it's, it's too late, we need to kidnap them. He kidnaps the school teachers, um, and it's like the doctor and the granddaughter and the school teachers go on adventures, and then they, he starts picking up different people on his adventures, and then they leave, and then they come, and then he's got different companions all the time. Um, we get, oh my God, we get um, eight doctors, and then um, the, a war begins between the, um, the Time Lords and the Daleks, um, which you you'll know about the Daleks, right? You know no. what a Dalek is? Uh, no. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> and they have a war, and then the Doctor um, double genocides the Time Lords and the Daleks um, in the war. But then you later find out that his future self comes back and helps him to not do that. And then, um, and then, oh my god, it's exhausting. I don't. And we're three, two, one, <laughs> I over. Did, I didn't you, do. You, what I found fascinating about that. I didn't is, do for it. I spent so long at Tetsuya. Yeah, you, yeah. Well, no, what I realised though is because you're giving an explanation of the Doctor in context of someone having an appreciation of what's going on in this episode. Yeah. Chibnall's created a situation where basically everything that's happened from Timeless Child up to, like, canonically up to the point at which she discovers the Timeless Child is basically irrelevant information. Time War doesn't matter. Time War doesn't really matter. Time War though. was an irrelevant fact. You didn't need, you didn't need, I need just to bring Susan. I thought it was implied. This is all irrelevant. <laughs> all that really matters to Doctor Who in 2021 yeah. is Tectaeon, yeah. the Shabogans, <laughs> and the fact that right now we're looking for the Division. So and the you know division, what? I'm going to do, I'm gonna do look. I'm going to do the explanation of the division. Yes. So the situation with the division is in the bit of her life that the Doctor does not remember. She worked this thing called the division, which is sort of like Time Lord Secret Service. Okay. Right. Um, I did not she... realize there was more than one Time Lord. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah, like yeah, yeah. six at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get the jokes. Like, uh, it's like just like well, they weren't because the time war happened and then there was none of them, right? Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, so the, all the references tonight to the division were like quite. That's why we kept going. Oh, when the division were, were referenced, right? Mm. So she doesn't remember. She doesn't remember her time in the division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah. is like a school. So, sort of. Yeah. Okay. Kind of. It's more like it's the CIA. Okay. Cool. Except it's not because there is a time lord thing called the CIA. Which is stands for the Celestial Intervention Agency. And it's Ooh. sort of a bit like the Division, but in the classic series. Oh, I didn't know about them. That's new. It, it's in The Deadly Assassin. Sounds fun. It's a great story. We should watch The Deadly Assassin. In the Division, like, uh, deniable CIA spies. What does that mean? When you have, like, people who government's like, we don't care about yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no one yeah. knows We're never going to admit Very much like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Area 51. Yeah, so she wants to find out what happened. And all of this was revealed to her like two episodes ago at the end of the last season. So that's why it's still quite fresh for her. It's quite raw. Out of interest, Summer, uh, from transparent to a very cloudy day, how clear was that explanation? (laughs) Um... Wrong answers only. Yeah, pretty misty. Yeah, yeah I figured. <laughs> I figured that you know was what? not helpful at all. We're gonna Molly. talk. We'll talk about. I don't think you could have done a better job. I, I'm not claiming I would. <laughs> is, is the TLDR that the doctor has just found out traumatic stuff about her? Yeah, past? absolutely, okay. absolutely. She's there. She's with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she doesn't. She, she knows Indeed. the tra- traumatic stuff exists. But she doesn't really know what it is. What was the word you said? She knows it exists. The traumatic stuff. Okay. okay but okay. she does. She doesn't like know what happened okay oh that's rough okay I think we should start talking about the episode that aired tonight 
I'd, I'd love to. I've been, I've been so pumped to talk about this episode. <laughs> We're gonna go. Okay, let's. Should we do Andrew first impressions first? I want a one sentence summary of their thoughts from from both. A quickly, just a quick like. Okay. Let's get a sense of where they are. And. Sure. Go from there. Okay, Andrew. I am baffled because I feel like I've just watched a season climax as opposed to a season beginning. Right. Is that it? And I have no idea who anyone is mm-hmm. and what's going on. And I'm just in a state of one exhaustion and two confusion. Good he included numbered bullet points in a sentence. Mm. Yeah. How efficient. There was a semicolon in there. Yeah, yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, someone. Um... Um, a lot of scary looking people, a lot of stupid looking people, um, or monsters, not people, whatever. Um, I thought you meant people. John Bishop. <laughs> Look at that, there you go. Didn't really follow the story, but I liked the companion. You liked her? Should I not? No, it's fine, you're allowed to like her. <laughs> Have any opinion you want, someone. Yeah, yeah. Um, Even a wrong one. Right, John. <laughs> yeah. What's your one sentence summary then, huh? Uh... Not a breakneck right pace that's your word that is the word isn't it episode yeah. that introduced more plot elements than I've ever seen any <laughs> yeah. hour of television yeah, deal with absolutely that was fundamentally incredibly exciting to watch <laughs> it was as exciting a as a fan was exhausting. quite exhausting okay I'm going to do my one sentence summary, summary now uh, it was exciting exhausting it felt like um, it felt narratively different from anything Doctor Who has done before hmm. and I'm not convinced it's going to stick the landing no I have no reason to suggest that we <laughs> are getting to stick this landing but this is I think the most interesting season opener Doctor Who has ever done uh, potentially oh god maybe I, since um, Rose maybe since no 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 since, I was going to say since the impossible astronaut no, I, so this is what I was thinking about. I was thinking like the Impossible Astronaut is a fascinating opener, but it's sort of because that's similar, right? It functions as a as a season opener. It's a season opener. You don't get much resolution. There's a um, lot of there's a lot of like incredibly murky plot plot yeah. discussions. But at the fundamental core, you, it, what you get is a setup where you go, okay, there's going to be a season long arc. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we have certain sort of clear indications of how this plot is going mm-hmm. um, and this was still in a sense a, like uh, a, like a, 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 an episode that sort of held within itself I can't think of a better way of saying that um, like it was a singular episode right sure whereas this I think broke narrative rules right. that even the postmodernists wouldn't <laughs> do right. I think this is something that David Foster Wallace wouldn't risk if yeah. he was writing a TV show this was sure. this was bold this was going I'm going to do the first episode the first scene of 18 different TV shows yeah. and make that one first episode it felt different Like it felt like a season arc in a way we've not seen before it felt like he was kind of if we imagine that all of the story points are, um, are uh, wind up cars normally you've got You've got one wind-up car that's a fast one, and it's going to go. At the end of episode one, it's it's hit the wall, mm. and then you might have one or two slower wind-up cars that are. But with this one, it really felt like Chibnall had yeah about eighteen different wind-up cars, and each one wah, 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 and just sort of like. Yeah, I I just know them, I just know that by the point of which, analogy. I, I quite like it. Yeah, actually, right. I think that's a really effective. 
My main thought is, yeah, the point at which I moved the mic away from that myself just because I did a little burp. Um, uh, and I felt like I paused in a weird way. That's fine. Uh, so I explained it, which is weirder. Um, <laughs> the point at which we suddenly cut to the Centaurans, I just burst out laughing. Yeah, like yeah. at that point, I was like, "Oh, we're doing this <laughs> as well today." Well, I I kind of knew that would be. I, what I didn't know is we were doing angels today. Yeah, that was the more right. like, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, um, so let's. How do we? This how do we the, even begin? How do we even begin? Right, I think we should start with summer talk, because yeah. summer is newer to it. Even though Andrew, I think, is new to this era of Doctor Who. How did you? What was your impression of the Doctor as a character, having seen that hour of Doctor Who? Um, annoying. Right. Um, I was getting. Hell, here we go. So we actually told someone. Please don't go for the jugular. Well, I'm I'm so glad that you went first with. (laughs) I was getting Harry Potter vibes in the like, oh, I'm the savior, but I'm also going to do it in a really annoying way where I don't actually help other people or like. You know what? She's kind of hitting the nail on the head. You know what? Yeah, Yeah. it's actually quite freeing that you're saying this, (laughs) and we don't have to sort of qualify why we're saying this. But what did you think of Jodie Whittaker's performance of the Doctor? Um, I don't know. You don't know. I guess it's hard. Well, like, yeah, because like I don't know character. what I'm measuring it against. She, did you even find her likable though? Um, it was just overwhelmingly sort of an annoying character. Okay. Um, what was annoying about it? I, I, so you know when the companion is like, "What the fuck? Like, why aren't you explaining anything?" Mm. I kind of felt the same way, but also I've not seen every other episode. Right. So, so I, to be honest, I find this annoying about Jodie's Doctor. One of Chris's favorite things to do with her is she's evasive and she doesn't mm. let anyone in. Well, also, but I'm tired yeah. of it now. We should have we should have um, tied that up in Revolution of the Daleks, and we did, and I thought we had. And to quickly go to that specific scene, it felt very like my first theater script. When it was just like, it felt very like theatre 101 writing mm. where you go, why aren't you telling me this thing? I'm not, te- not, not telling you this thing. I can tell you're hiding this thing from me. No, I'm not. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was very sort of like, this is the least interesting way you can write this kind of It's conflict. just like, yeah, why isn't he out getting fed up quicker? But also like, the doctor seemed so frantic. That I feel like there was, although correct me if I'm wrong, there was no moment where she like stopped and was like looking the companion in the eye and having a conversation with her, and just I wanted that intimacy. Did you get any <laughs> sexual um, chemistry between? I was going to ask doctor. you if they shagged. No, but we all wish they they would, and, and we wish they had. I think when the bed came into came into right, place, I thought that I was like, what? Oh yeah, there why was, was that there some bed in the middle of the TARDIS today? Is that that's is not normal fixture of the okay. room? Yeah. So are we fully... Because uh, I don't really agree with are the question of queer baiting. Are we sharing a bed now? Is that the queer bait nod that we get this season? I don't know. I don't Very know. low effort, so... There's a sort yeah. of half implication that Yaz is kind of in love with the Doctor, whether romantically or whether just as an idea. And the way themes are dealt with, whether on purpose or not. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Don't we don't know <laughs> whether that's intended. Okay. What did you think of Yaz as a character, Summer? Um. Yeah, I don't know. She seemed... Um, like the most interesting one. Mm. I don't know. Maybe really, that's that the prettiest. Okay, I'm right. not sure. Um, but also, no, I feel like she was the one with the most emotion. Really? Right. No, I kind of agree tonight, actually. I did. Obviously, we'll talk about John Bishop in a minute. I liked his character. Mm. But I did feel like um, 
in those scenes where she was being stern with the doctor or even when she was like talking to Dan like you, you can trust me and all that yeah I thought that was some some good Yaz stuff no. maybe we're maybe we're on the, we're on the wrong foot yeah, with Yaz having maybe, but now we know her I, I, we don't, felt, I mean we don't know her yeah we don't it's the whole thing I, I I just felt like they very sort of shorthand gave her a few lines where it was like and I don't know things because I've been doing this for a while and that was yeah. sort of it felt yeah, like okay. that's all we really had of Yaz as a character and then the rest of the time was also Yaz as exposition character mm, mm, it felt true. like nothing more than maybe maybe I've missed something maybe I've been I worry maybe from what you're saying I think I was searching for it and I wasn't seeing jaded, it in the Doctor yeah. right okay and what did you think of our new character Dan um yeah, he was alright. I wasn't really sure if he was going to turn into a monster or something. So I was okay, just sort fine. Of... No, so he's with he's like the he's like the new friend for the season. Oh, okay. Yeah, As yeah. in the new companion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so he's going to replace Yaz? No, no, no. He's with them both. Oh. Uh... So there were two companions um, alongside Yaz that were in it until the last until the Christmas one, and then busy. they they left. Yeah, it was it was very busy. <laughs> it was very busy. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I could get on board with that, I guess. Yeah. If okay. I watched the show. Yeah, which you would be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Andrew, uh, have you ever seen a Jodie Whittaker Doctor Who episode before? I have not. What did you think of her as the Doctor? I was very disappointed. Were you? Yes. Why? Uh, and maybe it's going to be the same answer to all of my questions. Right, I'm working on a comparison which is, what, five, six, seven years out of date in terms of like... I that's more is about ten. That's depressing. Yeah. Uh, so Are you talking about David Tennant? Uh, all of them. Matt Smith, right. David Tennant, Mate, Christopher yeah, Sure, sure, sure. So yeah, because Matt, Matt Smith left the role eight years ago. Yes, yeah, so yeah. it probably has been a decade. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I really like them, because like even though they're a bit frantic, they're always in control. Mm-hmm. And like that's part of the character. Mm-hmm. They, they're all over the place, but like, they always know what's going on. Mm. With Jodie Whittaker... She's not in control, is she? No. It never feels like... You know, with Matt Smith, yeah. there's chaos, right? But it feels like there's an there's an organ like there's an yeah. organizedness to his chaos, and it's gonna and he's gonna pull it off. Do you know what I mean? You it feels like his brain is a Rube like Goldberg machine, and he's, he's gonna. He's even though it's chaos, the situation's chaos. He's a chaotic personality type. He's still the cleverest person he's, in the room, yeah. and he's like a master of chaos. Like he can, he can pull the strings of I, chaos. I actually was thinking about this this episode. I I don't get the sense that you get with Matt Smith's character where he's a master of chaos and that uh, Jodie Whittaker's Doctor is a master of chaos but I was actually thinking like you know each Doctor has to be a different take and I was I was actually enjoying Jodie were you this episode okay. yeah. so what is Jodie's thing Oof. what does she bring to the character uh, <laughs> uh, no, look, we can't do this. We can't do this. We'll get called misogynist. No, well, we can't. I do will. It. You won't. Um, <laughs> uh, I was gonna. Uh, I was. Gonna, I think. I think that chaos happens to her character, and yeah, this is right, as much right, the right, writing right, right. as it is her. That like, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything happens to her, and she reacts to it. I think this is true. Whereas the best the truth. doctors have always been like agents of chaos and controlling yeah, yeah, it yeah absolutely and it's been like it's been fun chaos as opposed to like annoying chaos she's a very reactive character yeah. instead of an active character an act- I yes I would, very, I would fully true. agree um, I did like her performance this it's, time I mean it was one of her better performances I thought yeah I thought it was I like her hairdo at the moment fun. as well it's bigger yeah it's bigger I didn't notice to be honest <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. I found it, yeah, a more sort of like, this is just, she sort of works for me most in the kind of like manic sections. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've largely had issues with her not really selling the slower bits, generally. Sure. She, she got almost none of those. The one, you know she, what? I, the I, one I, she did get that conversation with Yaz, I hated that for some of the worst actors, worst written stuff I've, I've got, ever seen I've got TV. the opposite view. Yeah, really? she got the interesting, interesting. I find her handling of the manic stuff. Yeah, I don't think she can pull it off. I, I think they're always putting in asides for her. You know, like mm. like Matt and David got those asides that they would often do in the middle of a monologue. Chris is always trying to put those in for her, and I don't think I don't think she deals well with them. Mm. I think her I think her sense of humor is slower, more considered. Yeah, I mean, I don't generally find a lot of the humour to work I feel like no often, some of it worked tonight some of the moments I made me think, laugh I think this is one of the funniest episodes yeah I've seen I would agree I would agree but I think as a general comment on the era I found Chivano's era I often know the when doesn't land. being funny I'm rarely laughing right. so he puts a, he like puts jokes in yeah right and we had this conversation like pause for gag yeah whereas Russell and Stephen would have always um, woven in mm. With Stephen, especially, every other line's a joke. Similar, similar with Russell, to be honest. Yeah, they're Where, Whereas, like, Chris is like, okay, I'm going to stop and do a joke now. Mm. I don't know if this is a comment on the writing or on J.D. Whisker's Doctor. Yeah. I thought the funniest interaction was between Yaz and Dan. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I enjoyed a lot of that. What did you think of Yaz and Dan as characters? Dan's excellent. Yeah. Dan is like just John Bishop being John Bishop. Yeah. Uh, and I was really pleasantly surprised with Yaz, given the... She's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna put it on record. No. <laughs> uh, given gotcha. what, given what bad stuff has been said about like the companion generally, like right. I thought she was like really cool. Okay, uh, yeah, cool. I thought like cool is probably the word. Maybe we're jaded, and maybe Yaz was. I'm right wondering today. if we are because yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, I, I'm just bored of it. Yeah, I'm okay. bored of the whole character. To be honest, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't pretend I'm not. <laughs> In last week's podcast, you forgot the character's name. <laughs> <laughs> she's been in the show for three years. Yeah. Three and years. Yeah. yeah. Oh. She's been in it as long as Jodie. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. I a quick comment on Dan. I I quite like Dan. Sort of. He's got quite a peculiar. Oh, I think he's term. already brilliant. I said to you as soon as the episode finished that 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 trio is already working better mm. for me than the four. Compared to previous. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. However, however, I do find. There's a sort of slowness to the character that I found was maybe written okay. peculiarly. Okay. That especially just the way when Carvinister originally knocks down Dan's door, mm-hmm. I found that the whole his whole reaction to that perplexingly not a way a human will react to that situation. Well, the idea was that it's Halloween, so he just thinks the person's in the costume. He literally had his door broken down with an axe. Yeah. And then and he barely yeah. flinched, That's and I was true. like, what? And I was and I was just so. That's not how a human responds to that. I don't mind that so much because I kind of feel like, yeah, I didn't mind that. I don't know why I didn't mind it. For for me, and then later on, I was like, I quite liked. You know, he had a sort of thing a bit like reminded me a bit of Bill Potts, where in the cage he was sort of asking all the right questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the right things were occurring to him in this way that they did to Bill Potts. Um, and I was sort of like, oh, maybe yeah, there's something unflinching, something quite sort of like mm-hmm. astute, um, to his character like there was to hers, but. Yeah, in that I remember in that initial scene, I was going like, well, that, 
It's, do you know what it was? Because Chip, I find often, he's quite good at writing scenes where they're not that sci-fi. Yeah. And then suddenly a sci-fi bit entered the world. It was like, this doesn't feel like real dialogue anymore now. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just like, it's like he doesn't, all the time, the sci-fi dialogue always is like well, this. Because he, he wants to be writing Line of Duty, right? Yeah. It's weird. It's like, there's, there's adult Chris Chibnall who wants to be writing Line of Duty or Happy Valley. And then there's 13-year-old boy Chris Chibnall inside him who mm. wants to be writing the Doctor Who he wanted to see in 1986. And the, the, it's like two, these two wolves inside this man. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, Could either of you give us a very quick summary of the episode? That is the first time, Johnny, that you've sort of done a host thing and it really took me off guard. I Yeah, I've realised I, I don't really know... The degree to which you'd like me to host. <laughs> no, I liked it. We it haven't, good, we haven't re- li- listeners, we haven't explicitly discussed my role <laughs> before going into this series. We discussed it at length. I said you're the Hannibal to my Eric Andre. I said you're the. What else did I describe you as? Well, the see, Alan okay. Davies to my Stephen Fry. Well, click. Crucially, Alan Davies doesn't ask the questions in QI. Yeah, true, true, true. So I don't really know. Like, do you want, do you want me doing something? No, do it. Do Is it. That okay? no, Is that fine? Do the question again. Do it again. I've. What did I? Uh, what no, did he ask you? Could yeah. either of you oh, give sure. us a quick summary of what actually happened? I mean, no, but I can try. <laughs> go, I'd okay, love go, you to try. Okay, okay. so they're hanging upside down in. Oh my um, god, we're really starting at the beginning. Um, <laughs> a bit of the universe in space. Did you guys in that scene start to read their eyes the other way? Because their faces were, da- were upside down for so long, you start to read the eyes. What do the you other way? Oh, where the eyebrows look, start looking like moustaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like, uh, their faces look weird to me. Do you know what I mean? The, yeah. the eyes look like they're the right way up on a face that's the wrong way up. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun thing to do with a partner. <laughs> Just look at their face upside down for a while and let that whole What, thing... like sort of post-coitally? Post or pre? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell that you're both sci-fi fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just waiting for them to not be hanging upside down because it was quite stressful to be yeah, honest. Yeah, okay, right. Um, and then, gosh, I don't know. Um, then they, you know, were fine. And I think they landed back in the TARDIS by some um, sci-fi. And then, <laughs> then we were in Liverpool. Yeah. Um, not really sure what happened with that. Some guy. Liverpool, well, what? We were in Liverpool like ages 80, ago. Yeah. 40, was what was it? that about? 80, 80. They didn't explain that. They well, no, because we got a little flashback did, to it yeah. right at the end when it was like, but Universe else is happened, ending, right? and these men in Liverpool will also <laughs> end with it. <laughs> was, yeah. that, that, was that the whole point of that bit? No, they didn't explain that. No, no what's. I what's, feel like we're getting that. What's happening in episode? Is that's actually a crossover between the new series of Peaky Blinders <laughs> and their movie. Famously, so. Yeah, no, I was going to say they're going up. Killian Murphy's going up to Liverpool right, for, sure, sure, for sure, a weekend. Sure. Killian Murphy. Also, that's set, way up, that's set way after that. I've not actually watched Peaky Blinders. It's set like, it's set like <laughs> just, just post World War One, I, I think. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. God, I just, I've just seen stills of that and gone old. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Summer. Um, yeah, and then, um, so there was the guy that, um, I'm oh, sorry, I've forgotten his name. Dan. Dan. Yeah. Being, um, you know, the photo guide at the museum, because uh-huh. he just wants to, um, 
love life, I guess, which he's about to. And then he's struggling at home. He's pretty lonely, so I guess that's why he's going to be the companion. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's got a girlfriend, so well, so oh, he's yes. about to. No, have but it's a not date. a date. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wouldn't presume. Oh, yeah. no, but it. But you know, there was a spark, right? I don't know if there was a spark. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Summer, these two are getting together by the end of well, the show. Not, not, it yeah. looked bad for her at the end. Anyway, sorry, go on. Maybe he'll get with her, uh, yes. Oh, is that a bit, the age gap's yeah, a bit weird. That's true. Because also, she. Yeah, sorry, even you, you, you wouldn't girl, know the age gap is yeah, weird. Because <laughs> even though Mandel Gill is about our age, if not a little bit older, I think. I think she's I think about she's 28 to 30. She's older than us, actually. I think yeah, she's, I think she's like 28 to 30. Wait, who are we talking about? The actor who plays Yaz. Oh, really? She, she is meant to be 19. <laughs> oh, the character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How has she already been a police officer and everything? <laughs> you tell me. Plot holes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, she'll be a bit older than 19 now because it's been a, a while since she's been travelling with the doctor. So does she she's probably age? about 21. Yeah, well, I would say 20 and a quarter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, you go on. So, so he's meant to be meeting the woman on the day. Yeah, and then, um, and then his house gets him. shrunk by the guy that I keep wanting to call Chewbacca. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was assuming Is... ahead of time that that character would be female because of the name Carvanista. Sounds like a woman. Uh, hadn't hadn't crossed my mind to be honest. Um, gets abducted, kidnapped, whatever, and then um, I don't know. There were a lot of moving parts. Basically, <laughs> a lot of monsters just showed up. You're doing a great job so far. Um, this is a blow wait, by both. What happened in the doctor's vision? The doctor had a vision of when she was yeah, a there was a couple of visions yeah. with the Ravages. We think they're the Ravages, don't we? We're pretty sure they're the Ravages. We had a vision. Do you, I don't do you remember to, which bit you mean. Do, do you mind if I... Yeah, the, thing, take the thing about Doctor Who is <laughs> there are lots of flashes of lights and things moving, so I think it's quite difficult to distinguish between a vision, a different point in time, and just um, the flux happening. Do you know what, that's a really fair point, because mm. it was mm. so straight, not strangely, but like edited like it was an, like an Aaron Sorkin intro. Yeah. to a film I yeah. don't know that I realised there were visions as someone who it's, it's not I don't think that's a very clear thing actually I think that's a really good point mm. so she had a vision of uh, Mr. Ravage what was he called he was given a name he was he? called Swarm Swarm that was it uh, who was being kept guard by those two women from the division and that was the key thing the reveal oh. it was they were from the division which is that wait secret sorry CIA. is this one that we said had a nice voice yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, that was okay. Vinda. The moment, so the Vin, the moment Vinda came on screen, Summer and I were, were going, "Here's <laughs> a sexy man." That was the first trap moment. <laughs> uh, was a sexy man though. Yeah. He what is a sexy I man. I, 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 I quite enjoyed him in Game of Thrones, so I was fully aware of him. Right. Okay. Fine, fine. 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 He's, he's a musician as well. I think. Is he? Yeah. 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 But and he's yeah. like, he's not a companion, but he's very much been billed as like a recurring guest star. So he's yeah. going to be in all the episodes. We think. Okay. Um. Yeah, we had the vision of Swarm yeah. escaping from his cell mm-hmm. um, and yes, very much obliterating some people <laughs> from the division who we didn't know they were from the division until that moment and it was very exciting when we found out that they were. Yeah, it was cool. And that then was, we got another yeah. vision later of like, an, an, oh, that was right at the end, near the end and, it, and he was like being yeah. all sexy with the Doctor. Yeah, he was. he was very much... Master in the mind palace of the time yeah, 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 yeah. we've done 
many. You know, Chris, I, I do find it uncomfortable that Chris Chibnall likes to have sort of male villains prey upon Jodie Whittaker's doctor in a sort of sexual way. Uh, yes, he does do it's that. It's all problematic. Um, um, do you know what's funny? It's I, very Colin Baker era, which seems to be the era of Doctor Who that uh, Chris Chibnall draws upon the most. I find despite having complained about said era on national television. <laughs> Famously. <laughs> no, the, the thing I was going to say is, if done in a different way, could be really sexy. <laughs> sure, <laughs> it never is. It well, never I, could point, is. I could point you to people on Twitter who think it's very sexy. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's I think, because it always is sort of vaguer. There's a specific Neil bit that happened in Spyfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which really felt like a direct reference to the Fleabag season two Neil moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, hard to say if it was or not. But that's a really great example of that scene where it is like, this is a problematic kind of relationship. You wouldn't necessarily endorse this among your friends, but hella hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not the same uh, emotions no. for me in that one. <laughs> I would agree, I would agree. Uh, where were we? We were at the Vision. We came back from the Vision. What was going on, Summer? <laughs> what else happened, Summer? <laughs> Tell it, us. Was it when she could sense that the universe was ending? Or am I could she sense that? Well, she said, I say, she said I wondered what it would feel like and she's um, oh that's right that, at the that end of the story yeah. like, we also got the bit over. with the angel what happened during that section that was horrible mm. hated that um, um, oh I don't know I, was, it a, was it a character or was it a random person struggling no she was, was called was Claire important character that we they haven't met yet we, get, we got given right, a lot of yeah. foreshadowing with that yeah um, You'd think that the Doctor would maybe think a bit more about that having like existed for so long throughout all of time and space that if someone recognises her, you'd think she'd she'd be like, oh, okay, tell me about this. No, she did understand that, but she can't she can't really ask people to explain stuff to her. Okay. There's sort of certain Too laws of time. True, but but also I felt I felt actually now that you bring it up, Summer, she was weirdly dismissive of the whole thing. Yeah, it's true. Like if we think back was, to David Tennant, she in a rush at the time. I feel like she was in a rush. She was in a rush the entire episode. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this woman has a plane to catch. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> and she has not got all her COVID documents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. <laughs> that was very much just you at the weekend. Yeah, I'm just quite triggered. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just thinking back to like the main historical occurrence of that is David Tennant meaning Riversong. Riversong, sure. And he was intrigued. She you know what? Another example though is that is David Tennant meeting Sally Sparrow at the end of Blink, and being like he doesn't really he have doesn't time give there. A shit. Actually, that's He's in a good, rush. You know what? That's a fantastic point. And Thank you. <laughs> it's hella relevant because she immediately goes off and gets angeled, Andrew. You are someone who really likes the angels, I noticed when we were watching. <laughs> yeah, you were dead chuffed when they You were dead chuffed to see them. Uh, so, it was a throwback. What was your response to... Did you like the, 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 the single scene that the angels appeared in? Yes. In a word. They are... They're a wonderful character. They're a wonderful villain. Like, they, re- they really do prey on, like, their most basic fears. And, um... I think... The angels, I think, are very easy to write because there's no speaking, mm. and you make it dark. They move. It's not a quick moving scene, mm-hmm. and so everything with the angels in is really tense. It has to be tense because that's yeah. the character. Yeah. Um, and it was slightly annoying that the character in question who got angeled sort of got in the house 
and then decided to look away. Mm. That was quite stupid. Uh, but I, th- I think that's the thing. You, you, often you would blink. Like the last moment would be maybe the bit when you blink. It's you, you never truly. She took her off the ball. I did think she kept looking at the keyhole. I would just be like, okay, I'm not, it, you know, I'm putting this key in a lot without looking. It's difficult. But like. But the longer it takes you, the longer you have to go without blinking. That's, right? that's the thing. Because right. I'd say, if I know I have to look, I'm going to get a couple of sneaky blinks in while I'm looking around. I'm back to square one. <laughs> Reset the timer. <laughs> right. I'm going to cheat the angels. Couple of, couple of you have, well, she could have well um, she could have sort of battled around battled around the door with her body do you know the thing I, I, it's, it's not really the point of the angels but I really wish we've at some point got an interaction where people try and give the statue a shove <laughs> so no if, one's ever shoved it but if you shove it then it would send you back will it? If, no I think it has to be touching you when you blink I don't I think when when you're looking at it if you're looking at it it's Can really you not manipulate it in whatever way you want yeah so from what from my understanding of it they right. are they okay. are like properly time locked as like this physical form that's not really representative of them when not observed well no because we know what they look like when not observed because we see it in the time of angels true I'm kind of using the logic from blink right okay and like but that's are, out of date we've, we've got yeah, new evidence yeah yeah maybe yeah maybe that's right <laughs> but I, I still think that I say new evidence decades old <laughs> evidence in my head you can still touch them as long as you're maintaining eye contact like they sure. are a statue okay fine 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 so I, I just maybe no yeah, one's ever like tried to boot one over no one's ever bulldozed an yeah. angel <laughs> yeah what makes an angel show up what do you mean? They're just sneaking about the place. They, yeah. they just exist all the time, everywhere. No, you never not see everywhere, it. but they sometimes invade and stuff. But that nothing compels them to. We don't uh, really know. They sort of they feed on the energy of the days that could have been. That's the thing, isn't oh, it? That's very poetic way you said that. Well, they do though. Yeah, they, so they sort of feed on the, the energy of your of the life that you lose when they send you back in time. Where were we? So we had the angels bit. Then For God's I, sake, what God, happened? Then, then did we get Vinder or then did we get some? We got Vinder. What do we think of Vinder? We we already established Vinder was sexy. Mm. Sexy man. We saw the Sontarans. We someone didn't like it when the Sontarans took their helmets off. And were they the ones that looked like they could be Marvel characters? I don't know. They sort of they, looked like mashed potato. Oh no, yeah. they were aw- yeah awful. That's Is that who you mean? No, yeah. but they were awful as well. Who are the ones you meant? The Marvel ones that looked, to be fair, good costumes. The ravages. Jazzy. She means the oh, ravages. The, with the, the, the glitter. I noticed the girl ravage. I didn't like her costume as much because, because it looked much more like someone just put glitter on it. I think oh, that's really? what I did like about it. Okay. <laughs> well, for me, the other as one. As the non-misogynist guest. So. <laughs> <laughs> just going to repeat for the record. I'm not a misogynist. <laughs> Methinks the lady does protect yeah. <laughs> no, whereas, whereas his costume was a bit more sort of masculine. Male. Well, no, 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 no. It looked less like a costume. One sure, looked like okay, I saw fine, I, fine, the fine, other fine, one. Yeah. I saw yeah, yeah. a person in the costume department going, like, "Put a bit of glitter on that. That look good." Um, <laughs> what did Andrew think of the newly designed Santarans? Was a new design. Uh, did, you, did you notice? I'm not the best person to comment on that because I was putting the garlic bread in the oven as the <laughs> came out. <laughs> so I've not seen the whole episode. Right, okay. Were those the potato guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They seem like a joke character. They are a bit of a joke character. Mm-hmm. They've historically been a bit of a joke character, right. yeah. It's like they all have short man syndrome. Yeah, that's kind of the joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was surprised how much I enjoyed them. What, seeing them again? Yeah. Yeah. Because the costumes look better on screen as well than in the photographs. And they were 
fun actually yeah I enjoyed it I enjoyed, well we're going to get more next week because it's War of the Sontarans next week I'm just exhausted thinking about watching another episode of that <laughs> like I enjoyed it I, I, actually, enjoyed, I, I did really enjoy it I was really excited by it but it's, it's exhausting what did we think of our sort of villain turned ally Carvanista maybe we'll start with you Andrew and then some of you can tell us as well um, that was actually a really cool change in plot which is unexpected mm. um, very much first impression yes I got the Chewbacca vibes strongly mm. Uh, also as well a little bit at the start when the um, like the raft thing broke and they were both on what like br- what looked like broomsticks like Harry Potter and, yeah. uh, recollections and so it's if he's trying to like, pull together everything which is probably mm-hmm. not true mm-hmm. uh, but either way Cal- Calvinista Calvinista yeah. Calvinista um, fun character like a bit of it, w- it was an unexpected change which mm-hmm. was nice uh, a good bit of like depth in terms of like what's it you're doing yeah. is he protecting humans is he a violent character and then what did you think of the choice to give him a regional accent uh, it's good northern representation so I'm a big fan yeah okay um, and yeah it was it was nice not to just have another uh, not villain but like alien as a villain mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and so you, I love to think about like a dog is a man's best friend like I yeah, thought that was a that, funny play it was a that. really clever it was a really clever really thing that, it was quite yeah. Moffat again actually yeah, and it, it made loads. Of, yeah, it's it one of those ones where it you would not expecting that to be. What no, was going not at on. all. And not it at made all. Complete sense when you sort of worked out. Go, oh, okay, I see what's happened. This is an evolved version of mm-hmm. dogs, and they're still weirdly bonded to people. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole plot, and it was quite. It was and, a great and the costume. Whole plot too. of saving every single human as well, which was very, there was something sort of hitchhikers. It was yeah, it was quite. Yeah, it was quite, yeah, it was it was quite fun. fun. But it, save them from what? From death all the time. From the flux. But, so save them, but only if it's from the flux. Well, only. Well, I, I guess this is the joke. That's a great plot point. I was, think, I was thinking holes. about it. I <laughs> yeah. was like, I was like, why have they never shown up before? Yeah, but what, what are these dogs? We have to hand wave that away. I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to. Hand what did you think of the character, Summer? Um, I struggled to take him seriously because he looked like a dog. Because of his regal accent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because he looked like a dog. Because he looked like a dog, I struggled to take him seriously. And then, yeah, I thought the dog thing was a bit um, absurd. I was like, what? It is absurd. It's funny, though. I guess I guess I don't know how much is supposed to be silly Mm. on the show. I'm not sure Chris does either. I'm not sure he's got a sense of camp, really. It's. But then he does loads of camp stuff all the time. He. Yeah, it's the thing you were saying before. It he really wants it to be really fun, zany, crazy, super sci-fi thing that's also high class drama. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you get that impression somewhere? Maybe, yeah. yeah. Of someone unsure of the show they wanted to make. Yeah, but then I yeah. So I kept thinking that that was because I didn't know the show. But then some of it, yeah, just was very ridiculous and. I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be. I wasn't sure how much I was supposed to suspend my disbelief. I mean, I realise it is literally I mean, just loads, sci-fi. right? Loads. Yeah, no. So, so the, the background. Suspend your disbelief to watch sci-fi and then suspend it even more because of like bad writing, for instance. Right, right, sure, sure. sure. The the thing with Summer is I don't know whether Summer mentioned this to you guys. Summer doesn't like anything with magic or sci-fi. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is quite. It's quite. I just, I just struggle because <laughs> it's not real. Right. But I respect you, it. I really do. I just want to make clear, by the way, that I do respect it. You yeah. just destroyed my um, world. Well. <laughs> no, real. no, you know this, and I do. I do That's genuinely fine. think. I wish I was more into it because mm. I think there are a lot of cool things. 
happening that I miss out on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because to be honest, though, know. like I think Doctor Who's my exception on this rule. I, I, I actually largely the media I consume is exactly the same. What do you mean, like um, naturalistic stuff? Yeah, like in terms of like the books I you read. You like sci-fi stuff. You like Star Wars. We love Star Wars. I do, know. but sort of in a nostalgic way a lot of the time. No, you like you actively like. I Star think Wars. I actively like, like, but like I'm you didn't to... much like Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan when I, I showed you that. Hated Star you Trek. didn't hate it. You didn't. You said six out of ten. Okay, yeah, I said six out of ten. That's not hating. I found it acceptable. <laughs> um, I think if you show me an episode of Doctor Who where the Doctor. Um, had like some bad sex with a companion and then they had to like deal with the aftermath of that <laughs> whilst fighting aliens or whatever Sally Rooney's then... Doctor Who no yeah, not even Sally be... Rooney I'd love, I'd love her to write an episode just quickly that I, would be I would incredible want, I would want some um just dysfunctional misery, sort of mm. like pseudo divorce situation I think what, I could enjoy that what in Doctor Who is is closest to that do you think for summer what about the season with Martha where she's just constantly pining after him and he's not interested? Oh, sad. <laughs> I I think... Does he not get with Rose? Yeah, he does get with Rose. He does get with Rose. Um, Ultimately ends badly, though. Great. I mean, I think, to be honest, a lot a lot of it's had great... The, the, what what I think Summer's alluding to is... <laughs> a different show. No, 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 not a different show, actually. A different era of the show when... They recognise that good drama slash comedy has important human elements. Mm. I want to see about the relationships. And and that's how you yeah, tell there, stories. There, there isn't a lot of conflict in the relationships the Doctor has with people anymore. So like earlier series, you'd have um, the ones with Billy Piper and, mm. and playing Rose. Like you know, you had a whole family going on that was back at home. And, yeah. And you'd get really lovely scenes about realising the difficulty it was causing when she was away for a lot of time mm-hmm. like that was part a big part of the show and what propelled the drama and what made every moment stick is that they were real people yeah so do you guys think that Yaz has su- sufficient backstory no <laughs> absolutely not mm. no even though she's been in it for like ages mm. they haven't really fleshed her out so like she's a police officer and occasionally they bring her up she we've met her family I think twice uh, yes, two episodes are up in Ed's Punjab, right? Yeah. Um, she's got a sister who's, who's younger than her and is a bit sort of... What do we? How do you feel about her? Yes, a sister. Oh, I can't remember her at all. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has a sort of nondescript family. Mm. Um, what else do we know about her? Oh, she had a spate of depression? Yeah. It's, and it's was going to kill that she was herself. going to kill herself, yeah. but also maybe just go for a... Trip she, was, she was no 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 she was gonna kill herself and then a police officer um approaches her at the side of the road and says don't do that and then that's what encourages her to join the police force sci-fi yeah uh that's kind of all we know about her and she loves being from sheffield yeah, yeah. They they mentioned that a few times. Didn't that, they? Interaction. <laughs> that interaction was funny. The sheffield liverpool one. I thought that was mm. a very funny interaction. I thought it was funny like we we land in Liverpool and they immediately start talking about how great it I felt like the Liverpool Tourist Board had had something to do with mm. the episode I, I love that Jim loves introducing a new character by them being a tour guide to a city it's true it's true because so of Liverpool Ruth. and then Gloucester, Ruth in Gloucester. Gloucester yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, weird yeah he likes to tour the regions okay yeah um, 
what else can we ask well, these two we've, about? Well, we've not spoken about a key element of this episode, which was, was it set in the Arctic? Oh, God. Yeah, what was all we that had, about? We had two characters that had two scenes. What, yeah, what, what were your impression of those people in those scenes? Um, I, so I don't know. I didn't understand if that woman had been turned into the monster or if she had always been the monster and forgotten. I think it was that. Living I her life with domesticity. Sort of I, nearly, I nearly had it. I nearly had my miserable domesticity. Which, yeah, I think she was a sort of sleeper agent. Yeah, which... which so basically in the previous series, there's precedent for that because <coughs> uh, another character was a sleeper agent as, a, as a, a previous Time Lord. And I think going into sort of us talking about the rest of the series, it does look like these ravages are some kind of do you time think, lord's gone wrong. Do you think they're either time lord's gone wrong or do you think they're... Um, or they're original doctor Original species. doctor species. And oh. either, either's quite exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why are they evil then? Well, who knows? I don't know, yeah. That's, that's, that's the mystery of the rest of the five episodes. So that would mean that they can time... Well, I guess they can all time travel, can't they? I mean, yeah, they play fast and loose now with who can time travel, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know what's going on. Uh, generally, typically, the characters can't like time travel as like an ability. They they have time machines. Is the okay. general approach? Okay. What did you think, Andrew, of the of the Tardis design? Uh, the inside of it. I mean, it's really not a great answer for having a guess. I don't really have a strong opinion on it. It was okay. cool. Like Fair it enough. wasn't offensive. Yeah. It wasn't like. Panic, what it? would you imagine Super. an offensive artist it... design looking yeah. like? What would, what kind of posters would you put on it? <laughs> sort of think, uh, Nazi think like, paraphernalia yeah. everywhere and. Yeah, if it looked like yeah. 1930s Berlin, then I'd probably have questions <laughs> about that. I'd yeah. Love yeah. to see the production meeting over there. <laughs> Someone comes and goes like, "All right, Russell yeah. T Davis for his second year." He goes like. Yeah. Work with me. We've done, you know, the big console in the middle. <laughs> we want. What if we, we tried like swastikas adorning every pillar? Yeah. What if we tried? Can we make it look like the Brandenburg Gate? So yeah. Nineteen thirty-nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four. Just child pornography all over the walls. Good. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, we're trying to bring new ground for a TV show here. Uh, question about yes. the Arctic scene. Right. So you've got. I, I can't <laughs> promise I'll be able to answer this. <laughs> you've got you've got the couple there, yeah. and then the little like machine comes in, and it's like warning of some sort, mm-hmm. and the woman then like smashes it and is like, "I don't want this." But then like she this turns when she gets the hammer. They're in the garage, and then where they have the conversation. Love that you characterise that as a garage. <laughs> it, was, it was a garage. Uh, it was, but they yeah, have the conversation about chili in the fridge. Yeah. yeah. The uh, and then there's like a beep, and then. Like the couple, they come into what was the garage at the front of the house, and this little like, red flying saucer, very sci fi, comes in and it's like warning. And they're like, What to do with the freeze? And then she like takes a hammer and it's like, Fuck you, fuck you, and smashes Didn't it. Didn't say that. Um, <laughs> but then what was really odd was she's like, It's not, um, we're going to pretend that never happened, mm. as if she didn't want to see it. Didn't want to have that Which warning. for a sleeper agent seems like she knows too much. That's Which a good is why point. I'm very confused when then she turned into a ravage or like reverts back to being a ravage and it's like, wait, did you want did you want to be a human? Well no, because it, it may, yeah, because if, if she's a sleeper agent that in the moment that the ravage turns up and obliterates her the the other guy, it's only then that she sort of gets a sense of what's going on. It makes no sense why she'd have such a good understanding of the warning to be like, get out of here. Eight. I'm going to yeah. hold off on my criticism of this until we know more. No, I, I don't even think this is a criticism. This is me going, what is going on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just confused by the whole thing. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think it's that weird that he'd keep chilies in the fridge. I think you put most. Uh, Where's the art in the fridge? Chili in the fridge, though. Surely not chilies. Oh, is in like the chili pe- like chili flakes? No, is in like chili, like chili con carne. Oh, do you think it was chili con carne? Or I think no, so. No, so that chili would definitely be in the fridge. Yeah, so yeah. that wouldn't be. Yeah, oh, I mean, wait, were they saying it was weird to keep chili in the fridge? Yeah, they were saying, like, where's the chili is going? It'll be in the fridge. It's like, why would it be in the fridge? And I just think almost all, in almost all situations, aside from maybe powdered dried chili flakes, mm. the natural place for that to be would be the fridge. It's in that little drawer in the door. Yeah, the, 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 fridge. the greens drawer. Yeah, yeah, no, no, not that one. I, I mean the one, the, this drawer here. Oh, on in the door. I'm gesturing, but so that listeners can't. Listeners appreciate it. Is gesturing. I'm gesturing. Describe the gesture I'm doing. A sort of, um, <laughs> like a sort of a rubbing trick. a shelf. Yeah, I'm sort of yeah, doing mining a yeah, shelf. Yeah, yeah. Often the one with like a little thing which opens. Again, I'm gesturing. Oh, where you might put eggs. Yes. Where you might put eggs. Sometimes I even have a specific I love egg, egg holder. Too. Yeah, I lo- yeah, my mum and dad's one has. Does um, it? I bet your mum's mum and dad's one. Um, she she keeps has the eggs a in has stock. a. Uh, cold water dispenser and a nice dispenser on the outside doesn't it it does yeah <laughs> Johnny's cut from a different different cloth listeners <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it also can you also we're, tweet we're, from we're it we're an ice fridge can you also tweet, tweet from it we, uh, we can't it, tweet from our fridge can you, is there an internet on it though because no, sometimes you get internet of things fridges that I'm aware of them but yeah. we, we don't have one because right. that would be obscene okay fine <laughs> Andrew do your parents have that yeah okay Summer no, I no. love the idea of this um internet fridge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it exists. Yeah. Um I think we're g- I think <laughs> yeah. a lot happened in that Doctor Who episode. <laughs> yeah. We're wasting pressure. Yeah, last last time. week we did lots of chats like this, so don't think we've got time for it this uh, week. I think that was enough of a digression on <laughs> the fridges. Do you edit this? Uh, <laughs> sort of. I used to edit it more. I sort of don't anymore. Please, can we keep that bit in? Oh, yeah, I'm totally okay, giving that. Yeah, I'm totally I, I, giving want, that I want that question in. Right, what it's are we... sci-fi adjacent, the fridge. It is, actually, yeah. Um, yeah. What do we think about like the fact that some external force is causing the TARDIS to have lots of doors now? Love that sort of thing, actually. Yeah, yeah I'm doors. into it. Yeah, you know the new doors kept popping up oh, inside yeah. the TARDIS? Didn't know that that wasn't That's not normal. their normal doors. No, 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 no. They were like... Because they, they were saying, like, oh, it's... Um, what about the, the big urban after's salt rock thing in the middle is that normal just going up and down that's normal that's called the time rotor mm. uh, and it, it hasn't always looked like that okay like, that's the thing I think looks like a cock uh, uh, yeah it's sort of it's sort of thrusting as well yeah right? however but in I've previous seasons it's down. looked exactly like a butt plug mm. yeah that's so true that's true you it's, but, yeah, it's, it's not true. fair criticism of this one yeah. It's I don't think it was a criticism, was it, Molly? Well, uh, not really. I sort of think, I, I do sort of think the set looks shit. I really? think it's better now than it did in series eleven, but I still think it looks really good. Yeah, doesn't look really lived in, does it? Well, the bed. The bed. Yeah, the bed. The bed looked lived in. Actually, yeah. a shot of the bed. It was very. What was going on with that bed? Oh, I, don't know. I think that's our queer bait moment. Do you think? I think. Yasmin Khan is DTF. Do you think? <laughs> With the D. With the D. Ironically, a lack of D. Oh, I really, I, I've just remembered. We got a lovely little line. You know the voice activation bit, which I thought was very funny, actually. Oh, that really yeah. made me laugh when she was saying, release, release. What a relief. And then and well, was... that was funny. But also when she said, 
or was I Scottish when yes. I programmed it and she was doing a, trying to do a Scottish that voice that was good so the gag here is One Peter Capaldi is Scottish right I forgot about Peter Capaldi yeah 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 and so she's like that is quite but she very she very rarely references former doctors. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. So moment. it was nice. It was um, nice. Other moments we had the female Ravage mm. then go pick up the Diane character. Yeah, Diane. Yeah, da- Diane. Yeah, not Diane. Sorry. Um, and that was scary. That was just a scary. Scary, moment, but also it? like, what do they want with her? Well, like, I, how do they even know Dan or anything? Well, I'm wondering then if there's a degree to which Dan suddenly becomes a bit of a mystery box character. Maybe mm. maybe Dan. Has some cosmic importance, yeah, yeah, much yeah. like uh, Donna. Clara or Clara, yeah, yeah. Who did you say, Donna? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'm, I'm thinking, especially. I mean, that that said though, we started off with the idea maybe he has some cosmic importance, and then we got quite a clear explanation with the Carbonista thing. It was it's quite an effective explanation. It's not really mm. necessarily has cosmic importance. It's just that he happens to be coincidental that this particular... character's got. The so hold on, if a flux is destroying the whole universe, right. why aren't the dogs everywhere saving all the humans? If they all have a human, and all the humans are going to die. Because they were there, but they hadn't got there yet. Do you remember there was like a whole fleet of like seven billion Carbonist ships? Carbonist just sort of, um, because of he, he the skipped messing around the doctor was the kind time. of early by chance, basically. So they were on the way to do it. Also, maybe another thing we just need to suspend belief for. Mm-hmm. But like this flux is destroying all particles and changing the laws of like time mm-hmm. and space mm-hmm. and yet some ships in a nice formation is going to prevent it from moving anywhere that doesn't seem like an effective defence well I think the the, the it, it, yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm willing to accept that but I also will give them the benefit of the doubt because their division it means they are related to the Time Lords and Gallifrey if not Time Lords themselves we don't know that all of um that all of the dogs well, are a division, do we? I'm we just know that Carvanista is. Oh, do we not? Oh, okay, I don't I think of... all of the dogs are. I think it's just him. Oh, well, in that case, then the point I was going to make is <laughs> null <and> void. <laughs> I thought the Carvanistas, the dogs of the world, were sort of at least maybe employed by the Time Lords. They were maybe sort of, um, you know. What's going on there? I'm so confused, in. Johnny. Yeah. I'm. What do we What do we think about? <laughs> so they didn't. Re- they didn't mention that Dan is a plasterer. How do they mentioned him being a tradesperson? Is it but they didn't... That he's a plasterer because you said sure that to me last week. It's been mentioned in publicity materials. Did they I've mention there was a plasterer? You've mentioned this, but yeah. I'm just thinking with like the whole change interior of the TARDIS, whether or not he'll then like fix it. <laughs> <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, he—it he, sort of it could be that he volunteers at the soup kitchen, but the closest thing we got to a job is that he no. But at the his, soup but um, his friend at the soup kitchen—he wasn't working there. He's picking up his meal. Well, oh, he was, I, he'd fallen on hard times. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was a volunteer for them. Oh, I got the impression he was picking up a meal. Oh, I wasn't right. sure, but I suppose if you worked there, you'd, you might take home food anyway. Yeah. And then if, you were, he didn't if you were getting food, anything. you might. Yeah. But then oh. and he helped her lock up so I assumed he was a yeah, volunteer yeah maybe he is a volunteer that was my assumption she just had three strands of spaghetti yeah. um, but she was saying like you're you've got your trade why don't you do more of it oh do you know I, I, I just missed that line that's, that's not something I'm I don't know it doesn't really matter that much does it no as an allegory you know for Jesus it is important that he's a carpenter that's not what he is though he's a plasterer oh 
That's if Jesus has been a plasterer. <laughs> in, a, in a sense, you know, just like blocking up the holes of society. I don't know where I was going with that one. <laughs> has what you've seen made you want to watch the next episode? Yes. I, I do. No. I really do. Why? No. What do you... I want to know first from Andrew, what, what, why? As I've kind of said that numerous times, I'm just baffled. Mm-hmm. And I would like mm-hmm. to be unbaffled. Right. And I'm hoping that watching the next few episodes will unbaffle me. Okay. Uh, so, if episode two gives you no answers and raises more questions, will you want to watch episode three? Yes. I or wanna... do you need some questions answered? I... I don't... I think there's, like, too many questions. of mm-hmm. like, it's just the general... I, a bit like you guys. Like, there's just a lot going on. And I'd like to see where it goes. Uh, and I do kind of want to know, because it was a very exciting start. A very confusing start, but a very exciting start. Um, and it is almost like a sci-fi wet dream of, like, having lots... Don't like like lots of really lots of different characters and villains and storylines from different points Got you. all coming in together which you it's like a, it's like a as like a teenage kid whatever you'd always think oh if only like all these things could mix up together and like we have like characters a b c and d from all these different films mm-hmm. and they've actually done that which yeah it's is a, super exciting i know what you mean do you Johnny? it's very avengers yeah final yeah, yeah. game Endgame. What's the one before that called? Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. It was like that, but... I think that was what I imagine that film is like. (laughs) Yeah. Having not seen it. It's, you know what, I don't like it that much, but it is better. Fine. uh, Infinity War? Yeah. Than what we just watched. Oh, I mean, that was a, yeah, I imagine that was a huge production, and they spent years preparing this. Should have this in an afternoon, actually. (laughs) Of course that's better. (laughs) What did we think? Let's go. Well, I'm gonna. Oh, Summer. You, you need to ask oh, My answer isn't interesting. I just didn't understand 97% of it. Would you Would you be up for watching another one or not? No, I don't think so. No, you don't. I had to make a very conscious effort not to be on my phone. Yeah, you were on your phone a bit. I didn't notice. I was really, I was trying to, and I was trying to look at you. I knew that you'd be so feeling I that way. I didn't pass aggressively I look at I you. I think it was not, no more than 60 seconds. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't long at all because I was anxious the whole time you were doing it. And I, just, I, I was only were you replying to questions. messages or were you on Instagram looking no, at No, 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 I wasn't on Instagram at all. No, no, no. Tip I was top. replying to qu- pressing questions on my group chats. Okay, fine. What do you think is your go-to thing to do on your phone if you're a bit bored of a show and you start flipping through Probably it? Probably Instagram feed. You're like very Twitter. guilty of it. I go straight to Twitter. Twitter. I think in Twitter, is you have to read. Yeah. <laughs> so it feels more, that feels more like a pursuit in its own right. In my head, because I'm reading and I can hear as well whereas if I'm looking it's going to I don't know that does not make sense. doesn't make sense at all because you're looking it, reading requires looking yeah, unless, no, you, unless you're reading braille I'm going to which I assume you're not withdraw assume you don't you don't you don't access said. Twitter in braille <laughs> uh, I don't I'd love to see the touch phone that managed to do that wouldn't that be great I, I wonder if one day we will get touch phones I don't think so I think we're just going to get no, as, yeah. but um, I mean the ones that sort of the sort can, of bevel and emboss yes oh beautiful that's the words I was yeah 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 um, so a couple of functional things to touch on what did we think of the CGI and green screen work 
Do you want starting with me? Why not? Um, yeah, I thought some shots were so. I brought the shot, shot up last time about in the trailer what looked exciting and mm. what looked brilliant again this time is the effect of the flux. It's fantastic. It's incredible. Looks is that really the good. Fire thing. Uh, yeah, the thing. The sort black of sort of destroying the planets. Bubbly, bubbly thing. I thought that that looked really well done and, and genuinely quite concerning. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was good. I thought it was quite inky, wasn't it? It was like yeah. um, as Matt Burning would say. What's that line about in the national song about the ink in a glass of water? Uh, I don't actually know the one you're talking about, but uh, can, I, can I guess? Lyric from a national can I song? imagine what a national song lyrics? <laughs> Do you know that song? Sorry. You're inky like a glass of water, hold it, my heart in that glass and it's like it up. It's like that, it's like that. Uh, um, that was not. It's, he goes like, like a drop of ink in a glass of water. I want to swallow it's from um, It's from Green Gloves. Uh, oh, I don't know that one that well. Uh, it's on Boxer. That's the album I don't know that well. Oh, it's a really good album. Um, you should know better. Um, Doctor Who episodes, we? but as national songs or song lyrics, I think would be a great game. Mm, yeah, we you can have that one for free. Uh, the, I think the Lodger, Apartment Story. Yeah, I think a lot of Chibnall's era could be it's the lyric, it's a common fetish for a dozy man <laughs> to <laughs> so ballerina on, on the coffee table. Coffee table, coffee table, coffee, 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 Should we do that again in unison? Yeah. So yeah. I think right. a lot of the Chibnall era <laughs> could be described with the lyric, it's, it's a, a common, common fetish for a doting man, man to, to ballerina, ballerina on the coffee, coffee table, table cock in hand. hand. What about I have dreams of anonymous castrati singing to us through the trees? Uh, I'm going to put that on um, Time of Angels. <laughs> That's giving me that same vibe. Yeah, okay. Um, what did we think of the green screen work? I thought it was a mixed bag. Yeah. I thought at the start, I was like, some of this looks really looks really high budget, really Infinity War. Some of it looks like I can see the room that Jodie and Amanda were standing in. Yeah, I didn't... I, I enjoyed the opening uh, It was quite bit. flat, wasn't it? I enjoyed it just for the fun of the, the situation, but I had to very much ignore the fact that it didn't look great. Looked a bit hokey. Yeah, look, looked very Do you much, agree? Yeah. I think the only time I thought it didn't look clean was maybe, yeah, the first one when they're upside down. But that's yeah. partly because when people are upside down, I'm thinking, are they dangling the actors upside down or not? Well, they were. Mm. They definitely they were, were. But they were really? doing it in a green screen studio. Okay. It felt very green screen. Yeah, it was it didn't, you didn't screen. feel... The, the sense that they were it, in the place. It would have been a bit better had they actually been dangling over a pool of acid. <laughs> it would have given it a bit more of an edge, I think. Yeah. I think. Calm down, Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> I probably. <laughs> <laughs> I think it probably helped that they were upside down because that put them in real physical peril, right? Yeah, I'd, oh, I'd hate if someone told me you're going to have to sing these lines, but you're upside down. What? Who was singing? Sing. Not say. I didn't say. It's hard enough acting. No one likes acting. What do we think of um, the music? Music? Oh, I just didn't have any thoughts Because I thought it was very ordinary. And look, I've never been Sagan Akinola's biggest fan. I thought, I think he's a documentary music, a uh, good documentary composer. And I think his music from Series 11 in particular sounds like documentary music. It got a little better in series 12, but I think he's now landed in a place where he's sort of successfully making um, film music and kind of exciting action music, 
but it's not it's completely nondescript uh, it's not it's, I, it's I, like someone's imp- someone's ex- kind of vague impression of what that would sound like do you know what I mean it's it's, it's whereas before it felt like it felt like oh like this documentary guy like he's doing something different to what Murray Gold did and it's like a reaction to what Murray Gold did in series 11 now it feels like oh no that wasn't deliberate that was just because he'd only ever done documentaries and now we've witnessed in real time him learning how to write music for fiction and it's very boring the stuff that he's landed on I think that's a really interesting comment and I'm going to just flatly agree with you because it's it just it's I feel like this is something I can't comment on it's okay. like, I didn't have thoughts on mid episode on the music on the music so I'm just going to completely take did there either of you any thoughts on the music I did not register that there was music okay Andrew <laughs> I was about to say the exact same thing I think this is this is key though because like in so the, a guy called Murray Gold used to write the music up until Jodie's era and he his music is much it's more theatrical people don't yeah people don't like it sometimes because it's so theatrical there's often very clear themes very clear characters things. so every time a character turns up you get their mm. theme and sometimes I listen sometimes his music is so good that I sometimes listen to it on Spotify but like where, so yeah, critics think that's, that's almost too cliche whereas mm. people that like it go it's you know it's some some might say it's overly um, oh when we finish this let's put the shepherd's boy on which one's that? The one from uh, Heaven Sent. It's so nice. Uh, I think that's probably. I don't my, immediately know. What I think that it's one in my top like. two hundred pieces of music ever, including pop songs. Really? Yeah. I I I'd, I'd love to agree with you. But you don't. I don't know what it is. Okay, we'll but listen. We'll look, it's good. It goes. Do, 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 do. No, it doesn't go like that. I'm never. I'm never gonna try singing it again. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> no, that's. Please edit that out. It's just some Jewish shit that Andrew and I know. It's not. It's not. I. I really thought that was gonna be Matt's The eye of the Yeah, that's what that is. I totally just did some something completely different. I think I'm satisfied with the podcast now. I think I'm, I'm happy I'm done. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I've spent a lot of time slaying this episode. No, I, I think we finish on a note. I think you played devil's advocate. Yeah, because I want to finish on a note that I think this was it was absolute nonsense to watch. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I, 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 I had a great time. It was all over the place. I thought the editing was done by crazy person yeah it was like the kind of plot points that Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy wouldn't throw at you mm-hmm. uh, to kind of keep you involved and I can't wait for more of it yeah I had yeah. such a good time okay good uh, my closing thoughts are similar I'm excited I'm, I'm still not I'm not confident the host at landing I'm excited to see whether he does and I think it's going to be an interesting ride either way yeah, I'm. I'm. I think what it's set me up for here is what I didn't necessarily get from the previous two series. Um, like looking back, not just from the season opener, is that I just know whatever we're gonna get is gonna be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not always been the case this era. Mm-hmm. So this is. I'm just strapping in. Thematically, it's going to be wild. Yeah. Storyline, it's going to go some fun places, and I just trust if he's going to carry on editing it like that. Whoo! It's going to be a thrill ride. How many 
Uh, what score are you giving it out of 18? Out of 18. <laughs> uh, one for every series of Doctor Who plus specials. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm going to give it a... 14. Are you? It's yeah, quite 14 high, out of 18, yeah. Uh, did you convert that to old money and then back again? By old money, I mean that of 10. <laughs> Uh, no. No, you didn't. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, Andrew, how many points out of 18 would you give it? Uh, I was going to give it 13, actually. Okay, I've got old money six and a half. Fine, okay. Which doesn't actually work. I'm not good at maths. The maths of this, I think, is quite hard. <laughs> uh, Summer, how many points out of 18? I don't know if it's fair for me to give. Why? Well, because I remember You're doing... A, you only watched it? As in, how would I rate it? Um, Just based on your own criteria. Yeah, that you I sat down to watch some telly that, that tonight. I do. I do want to say. I feel like it's the kind of thing you can't just chime in on. No, sure. but maybe that's a problem. I I think what's interesting actually. Would well, you know what's a really potential problem? This is meant. To she be, wouldn't have said that about the woman who fell to earth. Yeah, this is meant to be a six-episode series of a continuous story, mm. and that was the fourth episode of that story. <laughs> that's true. Is, is Doctor Who ending? Uh, no, no, no. no, okay. no. But so, so it's not like trying to so everything in. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, like, potentially, there should have been more of an approach of this is the first episode of yeah, yeah, a, yeah. of a six-part story. They should have introduced us a bit more. Yeah, I like. I get that I didn't need it, but actually, maybe, not a recap, but a, a, a more elegant I think way. we could have had a previously on. Yeah. It, it, just some way of recognising that if, it, if mm. it's this singular mm-hmm. series... Points out of 18, please. I don't wish to be ungenerous. Okay. She's going to go below 10, I can feel it. <laughs> I think she's going below 5 from the sounds of things. Is she? I just... Um, three and a half. Three Whoa! and a half. That's, not, that's, that's a low score, even if you're going in 10. Oh, but as someone who, series who is doesn't watch why. it... Right. Or anything like it. Right. Okay. Fine. O- only in that, that I didn't understand it. Yeah, that was as low than I even thought. Pretty low. I didn't, I didn't understand anything, and some bit scared me. <laughs> they were meant to scare you. That's well, just I hate. You yeah, but I, that's unpleasant. Do you not like horror? No. I would imagine someone loving horror. Would you? The way she dresses and everything. <laughs> She's she, for listener. Absolutely she, loathe them. Someone's wearing black nail polish yeah, she, right now. She likes. She loves a, a black nail polish and a Dr. Martin boot. <laughs> <laughs> and a miserable marriage. Than <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it, I think, I'm going to agree with Andrew and go for a 13 out of 18. Um, Molly? Yeah. High five. I'm not high five. <laughs> um, there's, a, it, there's a running thing in our flat listeners where Andrew is constantly trying to... Um, trying to uh, procure a high five from me and I'm never I've never given him one yet so uh, that's not happening today yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't do that to me does he not? no well, he doesn't seek your approval in the same way <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, yeah I mean it doesn't feel like there's any value in my approval maybe that's <laughs> yeah. uh, cool I think we're happy thanks so much for listening everybody oh you, my co-host was going to say something well, I was just going to ask what your favourite thing of the episode was mm-hmm. my favourite thing in the episode was oh no can I quickly bring up something actually I've just remembered come on. Something. Good question. Come on. Uh, Vinda's ship was called something like Operation oh, Rose Outpost Rose why was it called Rose. that yeah I think it's got to be significant no well it, it's either that or like a massive sort of like hey something it's a red herring from, yeah it's a, it's a strange red herring yeah it's, it's odd 
Um, Was the point of this episode to bring in as many things as possible? Yeah, I think so. I think they're doing it on purpose. Mm. Um, my favourite thing in the episode was John Bishop as dad. Hmm. Yeah. What was your favourite thing in the episode, John? Um, I really liked the Ravages, actually. How's that cool? Yeah? I thought everything about them was weird you know and peculiar and That's exciting. That's Tim Shaw done well. Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's they were genuinely unsettling. And Jason was looking at us like, oh, "What?" Yeah. Do you know what? We're you're not going to bother. You're actually it. better off knowing, yeah. not knowing Tim Short. Um, yeah, they were genuinely unsettling. I like the character design. They, we have enough fans have enough set up that it's genuinely alluring. Going, what is this character? This set of characters, like everything about them. I, I can't wait to know more, basically. And I didn't think I'd be this excited about plot elements around things like The Division and The Timeless Child as I am. And I'm really glad I am. It's really nice. Rock on. Mm. Andrew, favourite thing in the episode, briefly. Uh, band interaction with Carbon Stitt when he knocks the door down with the axe. I think it's hilarious. You were slating that bit, John. Yeah, hated it. <laughs> um, my favourite bit was when they landed on the bed. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much for joining me, Andrew. Thank you so much for joining us, Summer. Um, You're welcome. Uh, Andrew and Summer aren't going to plug anything because uh, they're not that they're sort of not. they're not that sort of people. Um, we're going to plug. We're going to. I think we need to set up the social media, honey. Molly, you said you're going to handle the social media. Yeah, but you've not even sent me the logo. I will send it to you tomorrow morning okay and then let's set it up and then and then can, by the time I release this we can put in the description the Instagram so let's, stuff let's make it in, make sure we in can in the editing time yep let's handle setting up the social medias so let's yep yep yep, yep. Uh, plug it now yep so it's well we don't know what the addy addy is going to be it'll be at underscore in the description yeah sure um, you can follow me at Molly underscore Martian on Twitter follow the podcast at, at GalacticoYoPod you can follow Johnny at Jonathan Volfish. you can uh, email me at GalacticoYoPod at gmail.com but though I'll say again that email address has been compromised so please do let me know on Twitter if you email me um, until next time bye bye everybody thank you so much for listening